Welcome to Trial Stories, an informative discussion of civil justice with a focus on the human story. I'm your host, Arkady Frechtman, a New York City trial lawyer passionate about helping serious injury victims and their families. The trial, um, it was a stop sign case. And so after the liability, actually before the liability case, right before we were about to present our closing argument to the jury, the case ended up settling. So we never got to the damages phase. But this really helps to illustrate how we prepare and how a lawyer prepares and goes through the medicals in order to explain the damages part portion or the human losses and to fully explain that to a jury at trial. So this was our some of our trial notebook. And uh, you can see here the client had a cervical vertebrectomy, that's the neck, and uh, she had a disc injury, a herniation. And um, the discectomy is when the doctor takes out the disc and puts in instrumentation and a fusion to fuse the level. So what we basically did in preparing was we went through the operative report. We had the typed up operative report from the surgeon and we went through it like word by word. And so you could see here, he starts the operative report by saying an incision was carried down through subcutaneous tissue, identifying the platysma muscle. So we actually like went through it like word by word, like what is the subcutaneous tissue? And that's just the skin going through it. It has different layers, blood vessels. Uh, the platysma muscle is a broad sheath of uh, muscle. It starts from the chest and the shoulder and it goes all the way up um, over the collarbone and um, it proceeds and you can see the red part is the platysma muscle. So he had to, the platysma muscle was incised using a bovi cautery knife. So the doctor had to cut through that muscle to get to the, to get to the neck to fix the herniated disc. And um, he went through anteriorly, which is through the front. Posteriorly, posterior would be the back and anterior is the front. So um, this is the knife that he used, the Bodhi, um, Bovi cautery knife. Well, sometimes what, uh, people who aren't doctors, who aren't so familiar with medicine, when they have, when they read something in a report, like a Bovi cautery knife, I might not know what that is, or a certain type of scalpel, a number two blade, a number three blade, a number 15 blade, you could Google it and get an image and you can get a sense of what it is. So that's what, that's what we do a lot of the time. Um, then basically the medial border of the sternocleidomastoid muscle was identified and palpated with his index finger. So he found this muscle and you can see this is the muscle. It's the one that juts out like in the picture to the right of the lady. It's the one that juts out right here. And you can see the muscle here as well on the left, the sternocleidomastoid muscle. So yeah, he found that muscle and then he had to go between the interval between the carotid sheath and the esophagus, and he had to dissect that interval, so he had to cut through there. Um, you could see he had to be careful because inside the carotid sheath, you have the jugular vein and the carotid artery. So um, he had to be very careful in cutting through to get to the, that anterior approach to get to that disc. And then basically, the jugular vein has um, certain arteries, and um, then he had to get into the esophagus, which is the windpipe where you breathe through, 
um, and he had to get into there. And then basically he held it apart after he, uh, he cut through there and he, he spread it apart. He says the interval had to be held apart after being cut open by Army Navy retractors, which are these pictured here. So he held it open so he could get into the disc to perform the surgery. And then the longest coli muscles were identified. And those are the prevertebral fascia was incised using the Bovey cautery knife again. And the disc space was identified. So you could see here a picture of the longest coli and the, um, the cervical fascia. And again, the prevertebral fascia a thin layer of fibrous tissue that surrounds the spine. And then a needle with ball tip was inserted into the disc space. And that's the kind of usual needle that they use. And a Casper type distractor placed. Then a 15 blade incision through the anterior longitudinal ligament excising the annulus. Now that's the disc itself, the annulus. Um, so he has to excise or remove that because of the severity of the herniation so he's going to use a blade to do it then he gets into the and you can see the disc here that would be the annulus right there and the nucleus is the center of the disc the entire disc is the circle that little purplish circle right there c6 and c7 so he completed it was a complete discectomy performed so the removal of the disc including the part pressing on the nerves the entire disc material was removed and he even wrote all disc material as far to the side as joints of Lucia and as far back as the posterior longitudinal ligament. So everything was removed. And then he uses the one millimeter kerosene and Carlin Caretz and the PLL, which is the posterior longitudinal ligament, was removed expo exposing the dura. So that's kind of the example of the machine he used. And that's uh, a little bit of a sample of a, of a picture that shows the PLL, the posterior longitudinal ligament, and it shows the dura, which is kind of like also a sheath protecting the spine. He, he basically, you could see here on the illustration, the types of uh, what he had to go through to, to get there. And then, um, yeah. So the PLL is behind the disc toward the back of the spine. You could see it here. And in front, there's the anterior longitudinal ligament. And the uh, posterior is right there behind the behind the disc. And then the dura matter is a thick membrane made of dense connective tissue that surrounds the brain and spinal cord. So that's the dura. And then here from a bird's eye view, you could see the nerve roots and how everything comes into play, the dura, the epidural space. And the bilateral and medial foraminotomies were performed using the one and two millimeter carousons. And a forearm anatomy is a decompression surgery that is performed to enlarge the passageway where a spinal nerve root exits the spinal canal. So, yeah, he's um, basically removing that. And then a kerosene and Carlin Caretz used as surgical instruments to remove the disc material. So, again, he's using this um, instrument to remove the disc material. And then he performs a vertebrectomy which is a high-speed bird drill, 60,000 revolutions per minute, and to remove the bone until it's visualized, until he can see 
that there's no more nerve root compression because you know you can get most of it but what if there's still a part of that disc that's leaking and compressing those nerve roots and that's going to cause pain so the doctor is very careful to use this drill and to make sure that he could see that there's no more compression and this is an example also of the types of materials arthrodesis types of materials that he's using the burr drill um, intervertebral implant so then he makes an implant and you could see how he does it sometimes they have to drill into the bone with the implant to keep everything stable and that's another example of the uh, vertebral implant disc being removed and the annulus like we talked about is the disc itself the part of the disc that has to get removed and then post-operative condition of the cervical spine after the fusion procedure that's when you see the um, the plate basically and the screws being in there so a corpectomy or vertebrectomy it, removing all of the vertebral body and that decompresses the spinal cord and nerves so this was the, the surgery that he had uh, performed the case ended up settling for just under one and a half million dollars um, there were some other issues with the case actually after we finished and settled the case we found out that you know we had most of the jurors going with us but there were some issues on liability because um, some of the jurors thought perhaps our client had some fault and then clearly if your client has fault uh, in an accident in a, in a crash like this then even if you get that same amount the percentages of fault that would apply to your client would then you know decrease the overall verdict. So for example, if you get a $1 million result, but your client is 10% at fault, now you would only get 900,000. You don't get the, the compensation for the percentage that your own client is at fault for, for an accident. When there's two drivers, that's something that you have to take into consider when preparing for and uh, presenting a case. So I hope this has been helpful. This is one of the ways we prepare our cases and I think it's, it's, very, it's very helpful because it allows us to know all the ins and outs of what's happening, right? So if there's a doctor on the stand and he gets cross-examined and he's using the terminology like the number 15 blade, we already, we already, already knowing what it is. And then our own experts um, uh, can help us. So it, it's, it's pretty much, it's, it's a very good way to go. And, and, and you uncover certain things that you wouldn't know otherwise because, you know, a lot of attorneys might just say, Oh yeah, okay, that's another surgery case. The, the person had a surgery. But just like we, we talked about in the beginning of this case, something very interesting, they have to cut through all these like autismal muscle, they have to take the you know, sternocleidomastoid muscle, cut through that, um, then they have to, um, you know, in a blunt manner, dissect that space between the carotid sheath, which itself has so much, you know, important, uh, carotid artery, the jugular vein, they have to, and, and, and the, and the um, esophagus and, and move it all apart and hold it with retractors. I mean, just, just that in itself, it's just the beginning of the surgery is already so horrific. So I think really painting that picture and showing the full extent of the damages to a jury will help to increase the ultimate result. Okay, I hope this has been helpful and uh, stay safe and stay healthy out there. Bye-bye.